Welcome back to B2 Beast. We got another beast in the building. He is an outstanding professional in the B2B space, currently the director of sales and client experiences for Krieger Communications, where he helps build a resilient technological infrastructure and help businesses streamline their operations. It is an honor to have you, Matthew Wellner. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Travis. Appreciate it. Welcome. Welcome to the show, brother. It's an honor to have you. Thank you for sharing your time and your expertise here with us today. Um, just a quick little curveball question here for you. What are you most grateful for right now? Oh, man, probably my family. I know that's that's the greatest thing, right? I, I have two little kids and chasing them around is is my lifeblood right now. It really fills up my cup. I love it. And uh, very grateful that they're healthy, happy and and driving me insane day to day, which is awesome. So Oh, love it. A family man in the building. Thank you for sharing your time uh, here with us today. Um, with an interesting, uh, you're in an interesting role. We explore a lot of tech and big business B2B uh, companies and even smaller and mid-sized companies. And you guys are in a unique position where you have massive uh, infrastructure in your, in your company, your product, your services, but you hyper focus on local services. So we'll get into that um, interesting angle of, of how you guys are approaching business uh, here in a moment, but would love to just hear a bit more of your story, your career, and from your world. What is the most exciting win of your career or something you've got under your belt uh, that we can share um, and maybe extract some lessons um, from looking backwards? Yeah, I, man, that's, has been a, a lot of wins, Travis, right? You get yourself up to the top of the totem pole. And <laughs> not, not, a bad not just by luck, have. right? Yeah, yeah right. Um, but I'm actually, I'm actually going to use a more recent one because, again, like I think as you kind of learn throughout your sales career, you learn to, to kind of really follow uh, your heart a little bit, right? Follow your instinct, right? And uh, for this latest one, it's, a, it's an assisted living facility for us. And actually part of what we do, not just the IT and the, and the networking and all that fun stuff, but we do uh, business phone as well. And so we, we partner uh, with a large provider here in Wisconsin. Um, people know Mitel and that's who we partner with for our phone systems. And um, so we were, we were able to kind of get into the door with um, a, a large assisted living facility and what they do. I mean, assisted living, they, they do a whole bunch of stuff from hospice care all the way on up to different types and levels of care. And with them, what that means is they're, they're, tenants are actually moving from room to room or wing to wing, location to location. And they had an old antiquated phone system and it was causing a lot of pain with families trying to get a hold of their loved ones that are at this facility because their phone numbers kept changing. So every time they would move a room, they'd have to learn a new phone system. So they were a phone number. So they would come in to this one room, right? And they're, let's say they start out in hospice, which nobody wants to start in, but they start to get better and they need to move to a different wing where maybe memory care, or how they're, how they're kind of progressing throughout that facility. Um, and so every single time they're getting a new phone number or it's taking the technicians lots of time throughout the week to try to change those numbers, punch down numbers, move things throughout the facility. And it was just not, not cohesive to what they were trying to do and trying to help. And so as a, as somebody that would have somebody in that facility, just put yourself in those shoes, trying to get a hold of your loved one while they're in a facility that they don't want to be in. Um, it was creating a lot of problems for not only them, but then the experience of their actual tenants. And so um, our phone system that we were able to kind of implement with them, I mean, it's a voice over IP system. Um, 
a lot of people see those, you know, you see your, your, the ones you can buy your monthly, whatever subscriptions and all that kind of fun stuff. But for us, what we, the important thing we did was we didn't take them to the cloud. We put it on prem. So they had the controllability that they needed in order to change those numbers instantly. So when they moved, their phone number followed them from room to room to room. And so now as we're putting that system in, the loved ones know one number and that's it. And so they were really like, you wouldn't think a phone system would solve such a big human problem. And it did. And it was really cool to see like <laughs> their community almost and their their um, the, their VP uh, over there was over the moon of like, oh my gosh, like I'm the director of facilities and I don't have to do any of this stuff now. It's saving the, me and my team hours and hours and hours of time. Um, it was very fulfilling for us not only to be able to help with that, but now ongoing, um, you know, you do a good job with that and the referrals start to lead in. You know, you start to see other places that you can help with that same system and you start to kind of key in on that as far as that business to business goes because that's where you find your niche, right, is where you start to solve those problems truly. And, and that's really a big one that we were able to solve for a current client. Absolutely brilliant. No, it's those little details. We talk uh, so often about touch points um, and everybody gets the primary ones like for first outreach and uh, like your primary delivery and stuff. But it's these little tiny details about the client experience. In this case, the mm -hmm. family's experience, the people uh, of that, having that deep empathy. And we have the technology. We have the answers to all these questions. Yeah. You just need the right people, the right answers, the right strategy in place for that to really get streamlined. So uh, love, love, love hearing that. Um, I think the, the primary lesson here is just uh, yet again, seeing how deep empathy can really pay off yeah. in the right, right places in business. Absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. that's, a, that's a great win. Let's go ahead. Maybe the other end of the spectrum here. Do we got <laughs> uh, maybe some not so graceful wins? Um, do you got yeah. an epic failure that you can share in your career or in, in business wise? Um, and what lessons can we extract from that? Yeah, I, I think um, so. I took it really current with our, our win. I'm going to take it way back for my fail that's, because that's it separates me from it, Travis, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Like <laughs> you want to you look good now and bad when you're learning, right? And that's that's kind Perfect. of a, a big thing for me. But um, I guess as I look back, I, I started out in telesales, right? So you're, you're pounding the phones, you're making your phone calls. I mean, I was doing upwards of three to 400 dials a day. You're trying to connect with, our goal was 400 dials, 20 completed calls and over two hours of talk time per day was what you were judged on, right? And so, um, you know, it's just literally I was selling safety products, earplugs, hard hats, um, gloves. I mean, anything you could name. First aid, we, we joked it was uh, first aid fanny packs was one of my big sales over there. It was, it was ridiculous, right? These like medics going around these different places needed these fanny packs to be able to service yeah. people that got hurt and injured and whatever. So, uh, but Anyway, so I, I got I got on the phone and a company I used to work for was on my list and was in my territory. And I was super excited to call this guy because I knew him. Um, I, I'd worked with him in a past. And so I, I dial him up and um, he answers the phone and I go through my speech, you know, like the quick pitch. And you're, you're really kind of going through your elevator speech and everything else. And and he, he's like, just stops me right in the middle. He's just like, all right, um, I'm going to stop you right there. I could tell you have a skill at this. You're pretty good at what you do here. 
but you're not going to make a dime off of me. And he hung up the phone. And I was so, I was like, so disappointed. Like I was like, oh man, like this company that again, I grew up, it was in my, my hometown. Like I was, I was ready to like, oh man, I'm going to make a difference here. I'm going to save them some money. I'm going to get them the stuff they need. And dude, like he saw, like he, <laughs> he treated me like any other sales guy out there. Right. And, and so I guess kind of like a point to that, like what I learned really was you could do everything right, man. You can check every single box and every single column and everything fits. And sometimes it still isn't in the cards. And uh, you got to be o- be okay with being told no. I mean, I get told no more than you get told yes. And in sales, you have to be able to to be resilient to that. You have to be able to bounce back from that. And you have to be able to, like they always joke, like with a, like a pitcher or somebody in major leagues, right? Like whoever's getting the yips, how, how do they respond the next day? Right? How do you get back into that batter's box and take those swings? Because if you don't, you're gonna fail. Right? You got to have that mentality there to be able to overcome and, and keep going. So, um, yeah, it was fun. It was uh, it's, it was an eye opener earlier in my career, Travis. So I was I was happy to be able to get that so early to learn from. So, oh, love it. Oh my <laughs> God, the delivery is uh, hilarious. <laughs> hilarious in hindsight, <laughs> probably a little devastating in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gives you wow. a story for the rest of your life, man. So oh, it's good. that is amazing. Nope, and it gives uh, the lesson I see often. Um, even like you're saying, you have everything checked off the list that's within your control. This is kind of a, a dose of stoicism for us mm-hmm. of recognizing what's in your control, and then one more element of timing. You can have yeah. every single. They could be the exact right person. Uh, every need the product, uh, perfect, yep. everything lines, but they're not in the right headspace, the right time. Everything else could go the exact same, same words, same, everything else on the call. Um, and there's just these little factors that you can't control or even yep. their emotional well being the day you reach them. You have zero control <laughs> over who that is. You catch them on a good day on a Friday afternoon. It might be one of the easiest closes you have. Same person, yeah. same call, uh, stressed on a Monday morning, and polar opposite response. So I love love seeing a blatant example of, of really uh, recognizing it with a dose of, I guess, humble humility. <laughs> um, <laughs> to just t- it's hard to swallow those pills, but um, yeah. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's right, usually right. how it goes. Yeah. Um, so. Now, in in this uh, current role, as you've kind of climbed up the up the the totem pole here in in business, what current challenges do you face now? Now you've you've gone beyond kind of the basic smile and dial, like get the courage to to keep moving forward through those. Um, what type of challenges are you facing now that you've kind of leveled up that you didn't see or anticipate before? Um, what are you getting hit with right now in your role or, or your guys' business specifically? What are uh, you guys facing as we approach the post-pandemic era um, and economy of who knows where it's going? Um, but I know it shifted a lot of businesses, a lot of roles. Um, yep. What challenge, challenges are you guys facing right now? Yeah, for me, I guess for me personally, a uh, big one is is just trying to find balance, right? Because again, like not only do I work on the business, but I work in the business every single day. And so trying to figure out how do I how do I balance those two together? Um, because it's not, I'm not a sit on the sideline director. Like I have my own clients. I go out and do my own business. Like I do new business development all the time. I love it. 
um, that's kind of what keeps you up, you know, and, and going is, is really being in the trenches every single day. And then I learn, I learn a little bit about what my guys are going through on a day-to-day basis. Um, so like, I can't, I can't help coach and push and move people through without being in those situations on a day-to-day basis and knowing what they're going through. Um, and so trying to find the balance of the strategic outlook, you know, of, of how do we go? How do we push it? How do we make sure that we're hitting our KPIs or, or what the KPIs even need to be? Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, like trying to find that balance of like, here's I'm, me working on the business to better those processes and me actually being a salesperson at heart, right? Like trying to find mm. how, do the, how does that mesh together? Because again, like I can, you know, I'm, I'm decent at sales, right? I've, I think I've established that over the years and, and it's still like trying to figure out how does that, how do those two hit together and, and being able to balance that out. Um, and I guess in a business, then a business sense is more of the adjusting to, um, kind of the, the, the way that like, not just the economy, but we're a service industry. So most of the time in the economy, if it's going on downturn, like we're, we're looking at right now, all of those service industries are first on the chopping block. They're going to take a look at it and see, can we save money with this? Can we find somebody cheaper that does that? Um, and even though we, we've prided ourselves on setting ourselves apart, some people now might not be willing to pay a little extra to pay for that setting apart, right? Like we're different for a reason. We're more expensive for a reason. And so now, now we're like kind of battling against that and we're, we're not anything active right now, but we definitely see that as, as something that could be coming up here in, in 2023. And we want to make sure that we combat that with, again, more customer touches, more customer uh, appreciation events, you know, different things that we do throughout the year uh, to, to be able to make sure that they're still tied to that, that dock uh, pretty tightly. So um, yeah, I mean, those two things are, are kind of the 2023 in a nutshell and there's <laughs> a lot to worry about, but uh, if you can, if you can kind of, find those things and, and go about those two things, I think we'd, we'd be doing okay. You are not alone in those struggles. Um, yeah. I think that clarity on really the destination clarity of even just something that's theoretically so simple, a KPI, um, yeah. what, what when it truly, truly comes down to it, what is the accurate measure? Just like we were mentioning a moment ago, mm-hmm. there's so many little micro X factors going on here and this whole dark social theory uh is big in mm-hmm. b2b and business of like nothing can really be attributed but it's obviously happening people are l- listening to these podcasts people are watching these clips mm-hmm. they land on your your plate somehow somewhere um so att- attribution and kpis and getting clarity into this digital technical chaos is much needed and why you guys have a business model also mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> so, right um, so yes, I love that. Let's, let's move into our, our second segment, the, the secret sauce. Clearly yeah. you guys are doing something right over there. Um, you've done uh, a really brilliant job in establishing a, a kind of a newer upgraded version of, of what I envision, what is kind of a s- extremely stale, like networking and it, go get our yeah, computers yeah. set up. Um, mm-hmm. you guys have freshened it up. You have a new approach. Um, so I'm curious in your personal life um, and then even the business, too, of where that success is, is coming from. So let's try to tap tap into that uh, the best we can. But the first question I have is for you personally, what habit or task is non-negotiable for you? Just something you have to do every day, no questions asked. Hmm. 
It's a great question. Um, I try to prioritize every day. I realize our accountability may not yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> always no. be on track. <laughs> no, I would say, because um, again, for me, I'm at a desk a lot of the time. I'm So personally, um, and it helps professionally as well as to stay active, um, get up, whether it's just a, you know, a half hour walk or something like trying to do that and step away to make sure that like, that's non-negotiable for me is I got to, I got to keep the blood flowing, right? You got to get up, you got to be able to be physical, um, you know, and, and, and take those, you know, quick breaks. Um, and we, we call, here call them clarity breaks. Um, so I'm, so we take those step away from the screen, step away from any book, anything that you're trying to do and just go clear your head, right? Because sometimes you, like there's that mental blockage that can happen. And for me, that's non-negotiable is I, I went a long time when I first started here at Krieger, um, where I felt like <laughs> I was taking advantage of the salaried position and, and stepping away. You know what I mean? Like there's that mental break for that. Um, but I think like it's important to be able to take that quick break throughout the day to make sure that you're you're clear in your head and you're refocused and re-energized because and for me it's it's like we we're kind of hybrid here a little bit where we're sort of in a neighborhood sort of not and so I can kind of walk through the neighborhood and just kind of look at the houses and you know see the dogs walking around or whatever it just makes you forget about stuff for just a half an hour and you come back and it just, it's shocking like how more productive I feel in the afternoon. Uh, after that walk or after that kind of clarity break. So that's a winner. Yeah. There's yeah. some, something about the, these crazy brains of ours, the subconscious refresh, the good old, the good old reboot, the computer reboot is like, uh, just one of those things. I don't know why, but it works. It, yeah. whatever, it works. Um, Absolutely. so very, very fitting, uh, to hear that you've got your own personal refresh, reboot those breaks. Um, truly, truly do uh, make a significant difference. It feels so counterintuitive, especially with some of the like hustle bro culture, like that, that kind of came out like, you wait at work at me. I work 18 hours a day. You're never going to yeah. end. You're like, okay, bud, like tone it down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I compl- I see the, the healthiest, most successful people all prioritize that that's self-care time, intentional breaks breaks to rest um and even family time as you're mentioning just being able to kind of reset recalibrate appreciate everything that refreshes super powerful so great to hear that that uh is yet another dose of evidence um to to skew that direction um so what i would love to tap into especially since you uh are so deeply embedded into tech uh would love to hear what tool or application do you have as just part of your day-to-day habits, um, or you would consider a must have like in your, your own personal tech stack. Um, yeah. what, what would be the, the top priority or your go-to? This is, this is going to sound just me pitching a product, but, um, I have, I have a password manager, uh, that's changed my life. It sounds so weird and so dumb and maybe people outside of tech don't understand it, but you have, you have passwords for literally everything, right? Like, I have a password just to be able to see how much I owe tuition for my kid's school. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like every single time you turn the corner, you have this password you have to me- memorize and know. Um, and so, so we have, you know, we have a password manager here that, that not only do we then store like a lot of passwords internally, but then for my own personal stuff, personal banking and all that other stuff where they give us that tool to use for free personally as well. So it's like, not only do we have that professional s- side of it here, 
But then when I go home, we have a whole separate version of it that we're able to use at home to kind of keep my life a little more organized when I'm not. I mean, when you, I have a four-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old. So it's just like you, <laughs> life is crazy enough without having to remember every single password on the face of the planet, right? So, so like this, it just helps clear it up. And I use it literally every day, logging into whatever <laughs> – Disney Plus, whatever thing I need, like it's always there and at my fingertips. So um, better than carrying around a notebook, Travis. Like you don't carry around a notebook with all your passwords in it. Put get some type of password manager that you trust. There we go. It's what this has been our unofficial sponsored segment by. <laughs> we'll add that in post production. We'll see if we can get a uh, password manager sponsor. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, that's too perfect. But no, that's exactly what we're looking for is these little details. Everybody's always going to think, oh, email manager, CRM, blah, blah, blah. Nope. <laughs> when you're at max bandwidth and every keystroke that you're outputting in the world mm-hmm. matters, um, <clears throat> that's a, a big win. So yeah, download your password managers, keep them maintained and and watch mm-hmm. the, the ROI payoff. <laughs> Yeah, um, absolutely. Love, love hearing that. Um, our last question here, kind of in, in extracting your secret sauce over there. Do you have a specific system or process or strategy uh, that you can share with us in the context of business executives uh, hitting either of these technical, technological infrastructure or streamlining operations or i i, I realize those are yeah. often one and the same um so you yeah. guys ha- do you have a specific approach or system or method um that we can kind of take home and at least give us give ourselves kind of a pulse check of where our operations are where's our tech um what what uh what can we extract from you here <laughs> yeah yeah um, today that would be super useful to kind of keep things on track sooner rather than later yeah, it's um, so I'll go down the business optimization uh, route there, where um, again, it's everything is um, how you how you kind of run a business. Is it growable? Um, how do you how do you kind of organize things and make sure that your leadership team is on the same page as you know your your field engineers? You want to make sure that everybody is kind of in the same spot. And for for what us what we've done um, here, we've introduced EOS and traction. Um, and if you haven't read that book before, Gina Wickman, um, it's a great book, Traction. You can pull something out of it, even if you're not a business owner. Um, but really, we've we've dove into that. And over the past, like really what's changed the game for us um, is implementing that without any excuses, right? Where they're going to say it's hard to do. It is hard to do, right? It's going to take time. Um, it's complicated to explain to people. Sometimes it can be. Um, but really, it just gives us a way to organize our lives business-wise of what our goals are be and the targets that are out there. And, and as you start to kind of then take those methodical steps towards those goals, um, it helps you lay all that stuff out. And um, not only then, like we share all of those goals, not like the sales team and our marketing department and everybody that falls under my tutelage, they have these goals and the rest of the company gets to see what those are and vice versa, right? So we know what ops is going after. We know what they're trying to do on their side of the house. We know what we're doing, and then they know what we're doing as well. And it makes everybody work together a little more cohesively. And uh, we're able to really kind of see what that common goal is as a company, as opposed to just being, oh, we're ops and we're sales, right? Like, 
that's always been that that headbutting point where it's just like you go get the work, we go do the work, you know. And 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 we always joke, you know, with our, with, I mean, our technical director of technical operations here, grown to be pretty close and pretty good friends. And he's just always like, "Well, what'd you go sell today that I have to try to implement?" You know, it's just like now it's just kind of like we're making sure that everybody's on the same page and that that EOS traction system has really helped us uh, develop to a point and grow to a point where we we thought it wasn't going to be possible for a long time. So. Wow. And again, yeah, it brings it brings us back to another uh, central thread, transparency, that clarity yeah. of seeing the same thing, hearing the same words, like mm-hmm. uh, as silly as it sounds, very basic, like <laughs> MBA 101 uh, type of stuff. But you'd be surprised seeing under the hood, um, A, how difficult it is to implement, especially the larger that divide becomes. Um, mm-hmm. And then when you add all of those social X factors of company, location, remote work, pandemics, <laughs> there's a, uh, it obviously is going to start shaking things up. So I love hearing that focus on really being able to unify ops and sales just seems immensely valuable um but obviously difficult to do <laughs> yeah well and it's and a sh- i mean a shout out really to our, our vice president um she's fantastic to work for and and really she she's the driving force be- behind implementing a lot of this stuff and you know with without her leadership through a lot of this stuff we wouldn't have been able to do what we did with that system now it's not perfect right We're like nothing you in- install isn't going to be perfect and you know, I, man, she's been doing it for five years probably here now. So, um, but it's, it's really about learning how to adapt, learning how to adjust, learning how to talk to one another and communicate and knowing what the expectations are. And once you can kind of figure out a lot of that stuff, um, it makes it a lot easier for us to operate as a business because we know what everybody's supposed to be doing. We know, um, really the common goal for everybody. And it's to, to kind of live that, that, you know, Krieger world on our sleeves as we start to talk to people. And um, it's uh, our core values are very important to us. And EOS has helped us get there to, to identify what this all needs to be and what we're shooting at. Love that. No, I love seeing seeing uh, appropriate leadership be able to make those moves that are, di- it's difficult to make in the moment, especially if it mm-hmm. goes against the grain or ruffle some feathers on the floor, like the mm-hmm. ground floor people. We always done it this way. And <laughs> um, so it's great to see those type of leaders highlighted and, and making those moves. Cause that's how you survive. That's how pe- companies are going mm-hmm. to live through this endless evolution and, and adapting. Um, and you guys have one more unique element. I want to tap into real quick yeah. is your targeting. You have uh, t- obviously technology it is <laughs> globally needed uh, and then for Mm -hmm. sure needed in American infrastructure um, and even uh, obviously on regional levels for certain uh, companies. But you guys have specifically targeted Wisconsin businesses and companies Mm -hmm. and going with the good old local local business approach and how it how it used to be back in yeah. the, before the co- corporate overlords uh, started showing up. Um, but you guys have this hyper targeted local uh, focus, and yeah. in from the outside, it feels like a lot of people would be like, "Why you're literally leaving dollars on the table in these other states, mm-hmm. cities, areas?" Um, what is the reasoning behind your guys's? specific targeting um what is your approach and how is that going for y'all yeah no it's uh it's 
going pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, <laughs> like, it, yeah, I mean, it's uh, like not to be shy about it. I mean, we're, we're growing, you know, 10% every year, year over year, uh, like clockwork. Some, some years are a little bit bigger, some are, you know, but we've never dipped below that 10% growth, which has been fantastic. Um, but really, as we start to kind of take a look at what we're doing and, and how we're developing it, focusing in on the s- southeast Wisconsin even. So you mentioned Wisconsin in general. Like, I mean, we're, we're, we're hyper, hyper focused on, <laughs> yeah. like, I have five counties, basically, that I, that I try to target. And, like, not saying that, um, you know, we don't go out of that southeast Wisconsin inside the state to, to really do business. But when we focus on a vertical like that, a targeted market like that, it allows us to message clear. It allows us to use uh, our uniques to our advantage. Um, and it allows to sell to people who are used to selling to, right? So, you know, if I try, if I'm trying to sell to somebody that's out in Boston, um, it's hard for me to know exactly what they're going through because they have different things that happen in Boston versus what happens here in Milwaukee. So um, we want to make sure that uh, as we start to kind of talk to and sell to and, and, and research our, the companies we want to target, we want to make sure that they know us as that expert in the local community, right? We're giving back to our local communities. Uh, we have uh, Krieger Cares Initiative, which it's a small, small kind of charitable branch that we started a few years ago. Um, and then really, as we start to kind of develop that that game plan for it, um, they see that 262-414 number coming through, they're going to answer, right? Because they're like, oh, this could be Bill down the street or whatever. And so it just makes it a little easier when you're doing some of the cold call, the calling campaigns and stuff as well, if it's a local number making that phone call. Um, because if it's an 888 or something like that, you're not going to answer. So um, so we try to, we try to kind of take some of that stuff into, into account as well. And, and a lot of what we do one more peek under the hood, I guess, is, is we do we do a lot of letter mailing campaigns, like old school letter mailing campaigns where we send out kind of like reports and things that, that we would do and then follow those up with phone calls to see. And when we're mailing that out, we're mailing it to local people where we can go out and we can check those. Um, we can do those like door to door campaigns to make sure John is still at that facility. Right. And, and we can send it to him directly. And so it, it as our marketing approach develops and everything that we know, we just can very finely tune into what that market is. And then that message that needs to be to that market for us to be considered those experts, which, you know, we are, and uh, we're really, really happy to, uh, to, to service the state of Wisconsin and most notably Southeast uh, because all of us have like basically been born and bred here. And, and we want to make sure that that technology, you always get the Silicon Valleys and all that kind of stuff. Like that's where technology lives. No, man, like it's here in the Midwest. All right. Like let's, let's keep developing it here because we're, we're killing it. And, uh, and, and I, I love it that, that we're able to, to provide that service here, here directly. So love it. Absolutely love it. We don't hear it and see it a lot. It always is, as you mentioned, the, the sexy hundred million dollar funded this that blowing through cash on the west coast over there those cali kids Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) but there are more and more of these midwestern age just small lean hyper efficient business models um i see them more and more and more um every day and so it's amazing to see uh just really break down those stereotypes of like what million dollar multi-million dollar companies can be mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be this new york california super sexy over fancy office ping pong tables like sure there's benefits and reasons for that at certain levels but that doesn't need to be where the trajectory or the vision is always going so i love 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 hearing and seeing stories like this much 
appreciate it. For, I'm glad you yeah. can share all the sauce. Um, <laughs> let me uh, jump in here before we wrap up. We got a quicker segment, the little blitz mode speed round of this or that type of situation. We'll okay. give you two options. You get one choice. And we'll see uh, what type of person we've got sitting in this chair here. That's so great. our corporate or- overlords we just mentioned are taking over. And you have two options. One of which is Mr. Elon Musk. The other option is Mr. Jeff Bezos. Are you choosing Master Musk or Emperor Bezos? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. Uh, I think I'd go Musk just because... I love technology and it seems like that dude's got some stuff figured out that the rest we, of the world doesn't. So I'm, I would just be interested to see kind of what he's got behind the doors that nobody else can see. You know what I mean? Like, dude, he, he put out a, a, a flamethrower backpack for goodness sake. Like there's gotta be something else cool in that shed somewhere that, that he's got. And so that I definitely go with uh, Mr. Musk for sure. Love it. Love it. Uh, all right. Next one. Super crucial from a tech guy, Apple or Android. I am an Android guy. Yep. There it so, is. All yep, right, folks. So it's, it's that's all you need. I got <laughs> it right here. I got that's a wrap. No. Out. Yep. That's all yes. of it. So yep. Oh, that was a foldable flip phone. A foldable <laughs> smartphone. Flip yep, the Z phone. No, yeah, we've gone we've gone full cycle now with the phones. Smartphone to now yeah. back to it flipping. Um mm-hmm. love it, love it, love it. All right, another crucial one here. Boy bands. Backstreet boys. Or in sync, dude. What, what? Did you like do research? On, like in sync is definitely it for me, man. Like it, <laughs> it's weird, but it's true. I got. Uh, I guess I can admit I got a little bit of a man crush on JT. Right, I have for a long time, <laughs> and so I, dude. I, I think uh, he's he's great. He's fantastic. I like and like the way that he's kind of evolved his career is cool too. But yeah, back in the day, man, definitely in sync over Backstreet Boys and. I guess I have my sister to thank for that because she that's that's right that's right borrowing <laughs> the CDs from so bias into it <laughs> yeah, okay yeah, that's yeah, right. sure. oh man okay a couple more uh board games or video games that's changed recently uh I'm going more board game because it, like the video games it's it's hard for me to kind of just unplug that way like you're oh I'm at a screen all the time right like most people think technology oh he's probably playing whatever and it's no, it's it's not the case. I kind of need to unplug from those electronics a little bit. So board games, one, my kid, um, he's, she's four now. So she's getting more and more into the playing of games and stuff like that. I don't want her on <laughs> technology quite yet, right? Like that'll get there eventually all on its own. But for right now, she's just, she loves playing little games and stuff like that. So I latch onto that. And uh, my guilty pleasure game is actually Settlers of Catan. So we, we play that quite a bit. I, we, yeah, we, uh, I nerd out that way um, and get that release. Uh, so, um, and, and, Quick little story on that. In college, we actually had like a spreadsheet that would show winning percentage and how many games you played and average amount of points and all this. Like, we (laughs) full nerded out. I've played thousands and thousands of games of Settlers of Catan. Oh my gosh. All right. We have a new, yeah, we'll see if that, if you're ever dethroned. I think you'll hold that title for a while here. Um, Amazing, amazing to hear more under the hood. Uh, so before we hit our last question, let's hear from your world, how people can connect with you, who exactly uh, you guys are looking for to help, and how can they reach out to you directly um, or just get involved and follow what you guys are doing over there at Krieger? 
Yeah, no, that's great. Um, so we obviously uh, follow us on LinkedIn. Uh, a lot of our content, quick tips, things like that. Cybersecurity, man, LinkedIn is is where we go for a lot of that stuff. Um, and and really, we we try to weekly um, put out those posts that you know we see stuff in the text business in the news, uh, quick facts, things like that, um, that you can adjust to a lot of that stuff, that content goes on, on us on LinkedIn. So I'd uh, encourage you to follow us there. Um, you follow me on there as well, because there's, there's some certain stuff that isn't just tech, right. That I like to kind of dive into and whatever it all kind of fits together. But, um, and, and really as we're, we're trying to focus on like that, that story I first told when we first got on is, is that, that human element, right. And, and we're really just trying to help people. Um, and, and that technology resilience that we've worked through, um, we want to make sure your businesses are running the way that they're running and, and they're running the way you expect them to and f- finding those pain points. And right now where you are focusing even more, even more on those assisted living facilities, because again, they, they have these outdated technology. And a lot of the times you get blinded by the own four walls you sit in and you don't know it can be better. You think it's a phone system is a phone system or the computer I have is the computer I have. And you want to make sure that we're trying to kind of break those walls and make sure that you can see because we have multiple clients across multiple different places here in the state and they all deal with multiple different issues. Take that expertise and bring it into inside of your own organization. It helps you a lot learn quicker, faster, adapt um, and that's really what we try to do. Um, and then the last thing is uh, our website, uh, gokci.com. Um, it's it's really uh, uh, designed to kind of show you what we what we do and how we do it. And um, you know, if you want, happy to uh, have a conversation with you. If you're you're curious or interested, there's a contact us form in there. Just send that contact us to us, and and um, odds are you'll be talking to me. So that's that's kind of where we we get to kind of break that down. So. Um, love me or hate me, you get stuck with me if you're submitting that contact form. So Perfect. Well, uh, I know many folks here uh, definitely join the party over on LinkedIn, connect with Matt and follow uh, what they're up to. Well, well worth it. Um, last final question before we let you out of here. Great. We have a listener sitting on the other side. They have the systems. They have the strategies. They've read every business book they need to know but they just haven't quite got that last piece to click and kind of move forward and get shit done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what final words of advice or motivation do you have to send that listener into beast mode? Yeah, no, that's, that's great. And it, I would say um, there's a couple of things. One, stay true to yourself, right? I mean, it sounds so cliche, but it's like, trust in your abilities because I struggled with that for a while. And, and um, I don't know if you familiar. So I'm reading um, a current book right now. It's called think again by Adam Grant. And it's, it's not, it's, it's a great book to challenge the way that you go about problem solving, how you think and how you go about um, really arguing in general, you know, just talking or communicating to other people. Um, and in that book, I learned about imposter syndrome and where you th- you kind of sit there and you think, why, why am I here? Why am I in this seat? Like what, like, what abilities do I have? What sets me different? Like there is something that sets you different. I guarantee it. You're in the spot you're in because of you. And so if you stay true to yourself, your inner core, and just do really what you've done to get you to that point, you're going to be successful at whatever you do. And um, that's that's really where, again, I got to this point, Travis, where it was just kind of like you ran into it. I was feeling imposter syndrome pretty hard. And 
And we're just like, why me? You know, like, and you, you're always questioning that. And, um, it took a, a, a little bit of convincing from some leaders here that it's just like, dude, you're really good at what you do. Like, trust it. Trust who you are. Trust what you're doing. Um, and you'll, you'll, you'll push through it. And, um, in the, the, the good breakout of that is that imposter syndrome, even though you feel that way, I tend to work harder to cope for that. Right. And so that's a good byproduct to that is working harder to try to make sure that you fit right? That you're in the spot that you're like, that's really my motivation now. And once you identify that that's kind of you, you can use it to your advantage, right? And now that I've identified that that was me, oh, that's why I work hard. That's why I push myself is because I got to prove day in and day out that I belong in the position I am. And that's, that's my X factor. And if you can find that, um, you know, and I, I feel like there might be a few people on the other side that, that kind of feel the same way. So, yeah. There it is. It's always within. Love it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Matt Wellner. You're a beast.